We finally hit a thousand listeners. Thanks to everybody who has supported this podcast. Make sure you follow us at the Good Life Podcast, the Kickback on Facebook, GL underscore podcast on Instagram. Again, thank you for the thousand listeners. Let's get a thousand more and let's get 10,000 and let's get a million. But let's keep the discussions going. Love y'all. Be great. Hey, everybody. Um, I just wanted to start off by saying I think we need to cherish life more. I think we we take a lot of things in life for granted and we're too cavalier like with the way we're living out here. So I think we need to pay more attention to the little shit, the the day-to-day steps, our habits, our routines, you know, uh, what we speak into existence, uh, how we talk to each other, how we treat each other. I, I think that's getting overlooked a lot uh, through social media. It keeps us together but separate. You know, there's no real emotional connection through social media. So I think we need to uh, get with each other face-to-face more, you know, go out to eat with each other more, go for walks, uh, just spend time with each other. We don't really know each other if we're not talking, having conversations, keeping each other updated on our uh, successes just as much as we do our failures. It's all important, and it all goes hand-in-hand. So I think we need to pay a little bit more attention to each other and stop taking each other for granted. All right, let's get into the show. This is the Good Life Podcast, the kickback. You are now tuned in with your boy, the infamous Good Life, Russ. Follow me on all social media platforms. We do this every Wednesday, man. Subscribe to Apple Podcasts. We on Spotify. We on Anchor.fm. Make sure you just, you subscribe so you can get that episode fresh when it hit Wednesday morning. All right. Have a blessed day. So for the first time um, in a long time, I sit I sit back before like I record before I decide to do these shows and I try to um, look at current events and see what's going on in the news and the media. And honestly, I'm proud to say I have no idea what's going on in the news. Like the news is a lot of death and fear tactics. And I had to stop watching the news a long time ago. Um, I think we need to focus more on taking our life back. Society tries to keep you in fear so it can manipulate you and control how you move. You know what I mean? Like, and a lot of us, a lot of us were the rebel, rebel children. Like we grew up in the rebel generation. So we go against the grain. And I feel like we're at a very important time in history to where we get to rewrite our own family stories. We get to rewrite our, our future, you know, our fate. And I think it was set for a lot of us that we weren't going to be shit and we weren't going to accomplish much, but We've accomplished so much in my lifetime. Like, it's it's mind-blowing. It's, it's scary, like, in a good way. <laughs> like, it, the dream is so big, it's scary. And that's a good thing. But that's, you know, self-inflicted fear. That That's rational fear. The thing the world tries to make us fear fearful of is living, honestly. You know, it, it tries to force us to live in this controlled, safe, secure bubble. And... The society doesn't want you to take any real chances or risk. It doesn't want you to get any real knowledge, you know, on what you want to do, because then you master, then you no longer need people. And not in a sense of help and work, you no longer need people that you have to rely on. You no longer need people that are just around to bail you out if you fail. You know, we have too many relationships like that. We need more relationships that are give and take, more relationships that are predicated on our character and our friendship. 
and not what you can do for me or how many times you can bail me out or how many, you know, lives you get me when I fail. It's not about that. It's good to have those kind of people around, but why not have a person that you have a great bond with who could also help you out of a jail? You know, people that you actually like, people that you have common goals with, you can have common conversations with. Um, I think we don't value those things enough. The little things about people, you know, there are little nuances that made us enjoy them in the first place. It feels like we forgot about those things. And now we only look for money. We only look for status. We don't look for appearance. We look for things that are superficial, you know, things that anyone can have. I'm not I'm not worried about those things. I'm worried about someone's character. You know, I'm worried about how they're going to treat me at the end of the day. And the more I worry about those things, the more the people in my circle dwindle down. And it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. I need to replace some of those friendships with new, healthier friendships. Um, out with the out with the old, in with the new. And not of a sense of just having someone new around, but some new energy, some new fresh energy, some new positivity, you know, some, some new ideals, some new creatives. I actually enjoy working with new people recently. It, it constantly gives my life perspective on what I have going on and the changes I need to make within my life. Because I'm far from there, but I also understand it's about the journey. It's about the journey of where I'm trying to get to, you know, and I think moving forward, I'm going to use this platform to get a lot more people on and a lot more people exposure. And for my for my faithful, loyal listeners, I know a lot of, you know, like sometimes I do this by myself because I have to give y'all content. I have to get on here and talk to y'all. I want to motivate. Even if it's one person a week on Wednesdays, I want to motivate you for the rest of your week. Stop living between the lines. Stop living between Mondays and Sundays. You know, it's time to take our lives back. I've t- I'm I'm in the process of taking my life back. Sunday is no different than Monday is no different than Wednesday. It's all a mindset. It's all a fear tactic. So you can live your week Monday through Friday and then Friday through Sunday. No, no. A day is a day. 24 hours is 24 hours. Do what you need to do. Don't take off just because it's Sunday. Don't think it's a drag just because it's Monday. Don't turn up and slack just because it's Friday. Don't work the hardest because it's Wednesday. Do what you want to do every day of your life because those are the days that you have. Those are the time. That's the time that was put together for you to write your book. So what is your book going to say when it's all said and done and you place that final period on the paragraph of your life? What is your book going to say? Like, we got to start thinking about that now. Just how we were once kids, and I remember those mornings waking up, watching Tsunami, eating cereal. I'm so far removed from that. Like, time is happening fast. Life is happening all around us. So we got to snatch that shit back. We got to take our lives back. You know what I mean? And and I hope that I can just translate my thoughts and feelings and emotions through this podcast, through you guys. Because you guys make this happen. There is no Good Life podcast to kick back without the people who listen. And I appreciate y'all so much. But I have to give y'all better content, too. I got to stay on my game as well, which is going to happen. I'm going to hold everyone accountable. Everyone hold me accountable. This is all of our thing. This is all of our perspective. You know what I mean? These are all of our discussions that we're having that it's not safe to have, you know, being black in America. It's not safe to have being in your 30s in America. It's not safe to have dating someone society feels you shouldn't be dating. But those thoughts are real and your thoughts are more is no less justified than the next person's thoughts. 
You know, so live them out. Take your life back. Don't get the big job because of the money, but you know you're going to be miserable. Don't get the new house that you can't afford because you know it looks nice, but you're going to be miserable. Don't worry about having a new car every year. Do what you want to do. And if those are the things you want to do, kudos. You know, keep living your life. But stop predicating what you want to do off of other people because now they're living their life for you. It's turning to The Sims. And everyone just has an avatar, which is their life, and someone else is depicting what goes on with it and how you move and how much money you make and where you live and the clothes you wear and the, and the car you drive and what you teach your kids and what they need to know and what they need to learn. Why don't you set the precedent for that? You set the standard for that. I got on Facebook the other day and, you know, I was very excited. I feel like I grew as a parent, um, switching up my parenting styles with my children over just shit that I was taught as a kid, but I never understood what it meant or why. You know, don't sit on this couch. Like, why? And that's certain things that just sticks with us because we heard it every day, but we don't really understand why. That we get into our house with our families and we put those same laws and rules into place that we didn't even agree with to begin with, that we rebelled against. So now we're doing the same thing to our kids. And what do you think they're going to do? They're going to rebel right against you. Why? Because we're going against the natural grain of our life. Like, that's all it is. We're trying to live someone else's life that they set out for us, and we will always fail. We're imperfect children who were bred from imperfect parents. It's not about being perfect. It's not about this person being right about where your life ends up. It's about you being happy. No one knows where your life is going to end up. I damn sure don't know. I'm spending hard enough time trying to figure out where my life is going to be worried about where y'all's lives is going. But when we see certain trends, we see certain habits, we can kind of see where your life's going to go. And we just live through a whole generation of it. When everyone's complacent and no one has urgency to get to where they need to go, they're going to stay in the same place. They stay stagnant. It's a treadmill. Like you're running your hardest, but you're not going anywhere. That's where we're headed to. We have to break these cycles. We have to take our lives back. That means take your time back. That means take the food you want to eat back. That means take your conversations back. Stop feeling guilty guilty, and having people around that you know shouldn't be around, but you feel guilty or you pity them. We have to stop that. We have to look up to each other, but we also have to hold each other accountable. That's the only way we can do this and succeed. I see so many major cities who function perfectly because all of the top people hang together and work together. All of the, you know, all of the gatekeepers, so to speak, understand their responsibility to provide the standard for the city. And a lot of people won't believe that there should be a standard or that they should live up to it in their field or what they do. But I disagree. I feel like if you are the front runner, you have to set the standard of what is deemed cool, what is deemed okay, what is deemed reasonable, what is deemed irrational. You know what I mean? Because everyone already lives inside a society where they listen to rules and guidelines of everybody else. But when it comes to our own people, we don't pay attention. We don't listen to each other. When it comes to our own people, we can't sit and have a conversation and tell you how we're really feeling because it goes against the grain of how you're living right now. And that's a problem because the things we're saying is natural. When, when we're talking to people that there's more than there's more than drugs that you can use for substance abuse. People are using food for that shit, but we can't talk about that. You know what I mean? Now we're fat shaming people now. no. I was a fat nigga once. Like, I needed people to tell me I needed to get my shit together. I needed people to tell me what I was eating was bad. And I knew it. You know what I mean? We can lie to each other, but we can't lie to ourselves. We know what's going on. 
So stop pretending somebody says something that hurts your feelings that you ain't already been thinking about the past 10 years, that you ain't already been thinking about the past 10 months, the past 10 days. Just be real about it. And if we have a real friendship, if we have a real relationship, we should be able to have those conversations. Like my truth, your truth should never offend anyone. If it does, that means they have some personal shit that's going on within them. Because that's your truth. And that's what we promote all the time. Live your truth. You know what I mean? Don't live a lie. But then when people try to live their truth, they get shamed for it. Like, no. No, if someone's doing something unhealthy, I can point it out. And if they have something that I'm doing unhealthy, they should point it out. Because that's how we help each other. If we can't be honest about something, how do we ever fix it? You know what I mean? And that's my advice to y'all. It's never going to be, oh, go be an athlete. Oh, go have a business. Oh, no. Have multiple streams of income. Absolutely. That doesn't always translate to you having a business. Some people, A lot of people have their jobs and, you know, other sources of income. There's nothing wrong with that. But live the life that you want to live. Live the life that you want to live. Because little Timmy has a freaking business doesn't mean you need one. Because Jane is is the head of her company in marketing doesn't mean you need to be that. Go do what you want to do. For us to even have these businesses, we need employees. I will never push everybody needs a business. That's unrealistic. There's too many people in this world. The supply and demand is ridiculous. You need workers and you need bosses to show the workers the way. But we need to do it in a more healthy manner. This isn't job versus business. It's never been that. It's all black people sticking together. Whether you're a chef, whether you're an artist. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. Whether you work at the post office, it doesn't matter. Whether you work at a call center, we're still all black. We're still all human. That does not, that doesn't show your value as a person. That just shows your value as a worker. But we're still people outside of that. I know society wants you to make work your life, but it's not. I would rather live my life. Yes, I'm going to work to live the life that I want to, but I'm not trying to work forever. I'm not trying to work my whole life every day, 80 hours a week. And for the people that do that and they love that, kudos kudos i understand chefs who have to work that much because they love what they do you know what i mean and you could feel that they love what they do so they're happy but for me that's not for me like 80 hours a week isn't for me i'd rather put in my you know however many hours i have to put in ain't gonna be 80 but i'd rather go super hard during those hours so when i can relax i can relax and i'm a nigga that likes to relax I don't like being late anymore. I don't like being on time. I don't like that. Like, I'm going to come around. You know, I'm going to come in a respectful, reasonable manner. But if I'm two, three, five minutes late, I'm cool. Like, y'all got to stop telling people that's professionalism. Y'all got to stop telling people, like, that's etiquette because it's not. That's the same people telling you, oh, you ain't supposed to have dreads in the workplace. You shouldn't have tattoos in the workplace. Why not? That's me. That's who I am. So you're telling me to come here and not be myself, but you're pretending that you're trying to empower me? I have children. They get sick. I need days off of work. Like, y'all need to start working in places who accommodate your life. Stop accommodating their life. They're going to make their money. Because when you leave, they're going to replace your ass. This kid's turning 18 every day. They're going to replace your motherfucking ass. They don't. They look at you as expendable. Take your life back. And I'm not saying you can't work with these people to get to where you want to be. But stop being a slave to these people. Stop moving because they say move. Stop starving yourself because they say you got to be at work. Stop missing your kid's shit because they say you got to be at work. Stop getting that little money that you work so hard for and blowing that shit on nothing. Put that shit into yourself. So maybe one day you don't have to work as much at that job. Maybe one day you could be the head of that job. You could move up, work less, make more.
But stop looking at that as that's your only option. You know what I mean? Options that go on the table or options that you put on the table. Opportunities that you accept as an opportunity. But if you go in a room and there's 100 opportunities and you only see one as an opportunity, you've only given yourself one choice. You have to look at everything as a potential opportunity and you have to remove the things that's not an opportunity. For me, it was the army. Like that was a very easy choice for me. I never pictured joining the military. I do not, you know, I have no no feelings good or bad towards people who do. It's just not for me. But I, I understood that at a young age. So I didn't even pursue that or chase that dream because I knew it wasn't for me. I knew that's not something that I was trying to do. So now I'm in a point to where I'm only giving myself options of things I actually want to do, one, and then things I'm prepared to commit to and master. If I can't commit and I can't master, I don't want to do them anymore. That's why I got out of the shoe world. And I love all my niggas who who love it, but I was watching them every day put everything they had into shoes. I was watching them every day put everything they had into the store, going to shows, online, jugging, you know what I mean? Buying shoes, giving kids deals who ain't got no shoes. That's passion. They love that. They breathe that. So I had to step away because that wasn't how I felt about it. You know, I feel that way strongly about my brothers and I believe in what they were doing, but I didn't love the shoe aspect. I can't name 90% of these shoes. I don't know when they came out. I don't know the, the story behind the color. I don't know anything. I'm not passionate about it. I'm passionate about helping people. I'm passionate about charity and I'm figuring out ways to do that in myself. But I had to step away from that because I would have just been holding them back. Like, that's me taking my life back. It was a great opportunity. How many people can ever say they owned a shoe store? You know what I mean? I can say that. I've been a part of two. Like, I can say that. But it's not for me. It's not just about the opportunity. It's also about my happiness. And for them, that's going to make them happy. My guys wanted that. And they're living that. They're living their life. My homie Rome, shout out him. My homie Juice, my homie Joe. Like, they're living their life. Rome is fucking 22, I think. Like, and he's out here getting, he out here hustling, taking his life back. He's out here working for himself. I've never known him to have a job since I met him. Like, that's what I mean, take your life back. It's not about what you do. It's about who you are. It's about your character. It's about your happiness. It's about you not accepting the life that someone else laid out for you. If that's not the life that you want to wear, go back in the closet. Look for another outfit. Put a doctor's cap on. Put your basketball shoes on. Pick up a paintbrush. Like, there's so many other outfits in your closet, you just haven't opened the closet yet. You are just you just keep putting on the clothes that was laid out in the bed for you in the morning, and you wear those clothes, and you go live that life. What life do you want to live? Stop just dressing up during Halloween. Dress up every fucking day as who you aspire to be. And if it's a lawyer, go pick up them books. Your boy loves some law and order, but I couldn't be no lawyer. When I figured out all the paperwork they do and the book reports and shit, I said, oh, yeah, this ain't for me. I, I love a good argument. <laughs> I could be some liar, liar, Jim Carrey shit in the courtroom and put on a show, but I ain't doing the paperwork afterwards because <laughs> I know my truth. I know that's just not who I am. I can see myself doing that. I can see myself doing a lot of things, but what do I actually want to do and not just seem like I'm doing, not just tell people what I'm doing, not just pretend I'm doing. What do I actually want to do? That's taking my life back, eating what I want to eat when I want to eat. There is no breakfast, lunch, or dinner. I decide when my children eat. I decide when I eat. I decide how my day goes. And the people who are starting to get in my network is going to move around how my day goes. This is my life and my experience. I am going to tell everyone how this is supposed to go. 
There will be no one micromanaging, co-managing any of those things. This is my life. I determine how my life go. I determine how many hours I work this week because I determine how much money I want. Can nobody tell me 40 hours equal this? Nah, brother. Not in my life it doesn't. 40 hours equal how much work I put in those 40 hours to translates to am I giving a dope product? Do I care about this product? Am I giving a good service? Am I making good relationships? That's what it depends on. That's what it's depicted on. I feel like that's a fair race because then the people who slack off, a lot of these people in these jobs, these higher ups who got in there because of their privilege or their connections and they don't do any real work, make good money. But in my world, if you don't work hard, you don't eat. In my world, if you don't get up and go to work, you don't pay your bills. In my world, you have to hell accountable every day. So on my sick days, when I don't do anything, I feel like shit. Not because of that fucking sickness, because I didn't go hard today. And my family and my life is predicated on me going hard every day. I love to live in that world. I love it. Give me the fucking steak necklace in a fucking lion's pit. I love that shit because now I have to fight for my survival. And I'm going to get to the point where I'm going to befriend these beasts because they're only beasts if I look at them that way. If I look at them as allies, then they're going to help me get further. If I look at them as just savages who don't have a way, let me give them away. If I look at them as they're just as hungry as me, they just don't know how to control that hunger. Let me teach them how to control that hunger. But if you're afraid, they smell the fear. If you're uncertain, they smell that shit. If you're thinking, oh, I'm about to get over on these niggas, they're going to get over on you. But if you're looking at this as I can come in here and I can make some real change and we can work together and coexist and coexide, that's the how we're going to get the furthest. That's how people get stuck in the pit and they're getting on each other's shoulders to get out. They're not fighting over who can get out first and they're not waiting on a rescue team. They're working together within that pit to get every single last person out. That's the world that I want to live in. That's taking your life back. If you want to work with little Sally Susie because, you know, she does good work, but the world doesn't want you working with a white woman, who the fuck cares? Let's start worrying about good work. We worry about the smallest shit that we can't control. I can't control who's black and who's white and who's Chinese, who's Mexican. I can't control where your family came from. I can't control your ancestors. I can only control what I have right now in front of me. I can only control the people in my network, the people in my community. I can only control my mouth, my actions, and my word. That's it. So I got to stop caring about the things I can't control. I can't control what the news posts. I can't control who owns BET. I can just choose whether I support those things or not. That's taking your life back. Stop feeling like you have to do something just for the sake of doing it. Stop feeling like this person is family because y'all share the same blood from a grandparent that y'all niggas don't even fucking know. Stop worrying about shit like that. I choose who my family is. That's what it means to take your life back. The niggas that I bring to the table that I call family are my family to me. Who's going to tell me otherwise? Who's going to tell me this ain't my brother, this ain't my cousin? But we can't talk about those things. When we call each other cousins, we call each other brother, we call each other sister. On one side, we don't value those things and we just say it. On the other side, people try to shame you and make fun of it for the people who really have that bond. I don't really have any close friends. I look at them niggas as my brothers. I look at them women as my sisters. I don't I don't do the friendship shit, you know, because people get worried about that title. I'm worried about how we actually function and coexist with each other. That's all I can worry about. Period. 
So take your life back. That's the story for today. That's my affirmation. That's what I am putting. That's the seed I'm putting into y'all. But y'all have to water that seed and shed sunlight on it and care for it for it to grow. Whatever you feed will grow. Remember that the positive, the good, the bad, the ugly, the pretty, the sexy, the beautiful, the hard, the tough, the sad, the depressed, whatever you feed will grow. So pay attention to what y'all feed, family. All right. I love y'all. Be blessed. What up, everybody? You rocking with the Good Life Podcast, the kickback. Uh, Thanks for joining us another week. If you're new, fucking welcome. My name is Tim Russell. I go by Good Life underscore on all social media handles. Like my shit, share my shit, follow my shit, talk about my shit, most importantly. Um, I have three guys with me. We're going to talk about some cannabis today, weed, marijuana, whatever you call it. Uh, We got a lot of shit to discuss. So if y'all have questions, make sure y'all following the pages so y'all can comment and kind of get in on the conversation. All right, you can go ahead, Lambo. Yes, sir. Lambo Vango here. You know what I'm saying? Or you can call me Nick if you're my friend and shit. That's cool. Uh... (laughs) That's my handle on everything, Lambo Van Gogh, on IG, Twitter, uh, Facebook, all that good shit. Follow. What's up, everybody? I go by the name of King Luce. For those that may know me personally, I go by Spence. Um, but you can follow me on all social media at King Luce on Instagram. That's K-I-N-G-L-U-C-H-E. That's on all social media. Same with Facebook. And on Twitter. What up, what up? My name is Chad. Simply Chad. Everyone knows me as Chad. <laughs> Never got a hood nickname. It was always Chad. And so that's why my Facebook's not Chad. <laughs> you can't add me on Facebook because I have like 5,012 friends. I found a glitch. And uh, unless I get rid of some more friends. But at least for the next 30 days, I'll be Lewis Howis Latimer. Lewis Howard Latimer. There's a famous black dude. You should Google him. That's I think me. I've heard of him before. Yeah? I think yeah, he invented I the blood so. transfusions, man. That's fucking awesome. I'm not what, sure. Weren't you just Marcus Garvey? Yeah, I was Marcus Messiah Garvey. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, I've been paying attention to him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Somebody's watching. I gotta move sneaky. <laughs> right. He figured me out. Yeah, so. I gotta move sneaky. My bad. Not so, so people can't search me though, man. You know? Yeah. It's like, oh no, shit. No, that makes sense. Let uh, me see what Chad sense. A. Oliver's doing. Because like I said, I never had a hood name. Oh shit, where'd Chad go? <laughs> Chad left. Always been me, man. So we're just going to pass around, you know, a few questions. You know, we'll do the same way, same order. We're going to pass around stuff on the, yeah. Yeah. On the cannabis podcast. It's only, only appropriate. <laughs> so what's your, what's your favorite strand, man? My favorite strand... Honestly, it it's probably Gorilla Glue. And why is it your favorite? Because it gets me really fucking hot. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel that. Like, Gorilla oh. Glue, number, brother, what's it, four? Yeah, Gorilla Glue number four. I think that, that was it. And even when we was in Vegas, I didn't feel like it was as potent as in L.A., but mm. it was still, yeah. like, it still it punched, still like, it was good, like, because I think I had five in L.A. I think I had five in L.A. Was there a taste difference between I feel the like two? Ju- I feel like just slightly. Mm-hmm. But that slight taste difference, you could taste, like, the cannabinoids and the terpenes that also make up that high. It's yeah. not just the THC content. Mm-hmm. You can tell me, wait, wait, this tastes different. This might be different from a different breeder and a different grower. Just called the same strain. Let's see. 
That's mm, why. Copy. Yeah. So you gotta. I mean, but that's just like language. everyone cooks chicken that's differently. Why. Like you got your little flair is on yeah, here. Like yeah. I can taste your little your recipe mm-hmm. basically. Wow. Yeah. What like everything finding? you put in, you are gonna get out. Man. What's your favorite? Man. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I made a top five. Yeah, I was like, list your five, then. We can start listing them. Okay, so I made a top five list, so I can't really pick a favorite, but Gorilla Glue is definitely one of them in my top, followed by Gelato. Um, I always like Girl Scout cookie because I'm just like, the first thing that I had about it was like, okay, it's a cookie type strain, and I figured that everything that has cookies in it, I'm going to like. That's one of my favorite strains. Uh, next one was Pineapple Express, which I've seen like a lot of people have had it, and it's like a rare find. But whenever I actually got to find something like that, that shit was good. So, <laughs> and then the last part is White Widow, which a lot of people have tried White Widow, but it took me a while just to f- find somebody with White Widow, and especially now. But now it's like okay, I see why the buzz was around the White Widow for all these years. Mm-hmm. What's that New York purple that they have? Uh, New York purple Diesel. Yep, sour yeah. diesel. Did you like okay. the White Widow better than the sour diesel? I actually like the White Widow. What's crazy? Because I made a top five least favorite and sour I diesel. Put, on it? I put sour oh. diesel on there, but oh. I was like, but, oh. that's my but, favorite. I mean, that's one of okay. my favorites. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me explain myself. Let me explain myself. Like, like I just myself. hit the sour diesel. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Oh, Let shit. Me <laughs> but the only reason why I put it in that like least favorite, I forgot to do it. Oh, so um, the reason why I put it there only because like I'm there's there's no disrespect. I'm like for me, I just like cannabis <laughs> overall in general. I'm like I just had to pick something, but it's just because I've had it so commonly. You know, like everybody that I would hit up mostly would either have OG or mm. like sour diesel. Which mm-hmm. what's crazy is I actually have OG in the least favorite, but not to say you got it from the number streets, didn't you? But yeah, it's yeah. just I, got, I, got it. <laughs> I just got it from like so many different people. Though I'm like, you know what? It's the same shit I'm getting every fucking time. I was like, for me, I just like to try something new. Mm-hmm. So I like like looking up different names and mm-hmm. you know different name strands like and all that. That's how I, I call myself bro. a can of mm-hmm. Yeah, you start like, a collection of that shit. You starting you to appreciate it more. Mm-hmm. What, what's what's your favorite favorites? Oh, see, I got two. I got two. Sweet two. Okay. You had you sweet two? Nah, you mm-hmm. told me if I see any seeds. I'm going to hold on to them. I wrote sweet it on my, my fucking vision board I, and everything. I, I, like, if I, I find any, put them up. Sweet tea? I've never heard of it until he just said something about it. So I started smoking late in life, like when I got out of the yeah, me too. Yeah, I started smoking two years ago. So it's like when when we came around, when I started smoking, it was more than two years ago though. Okay, because my second choice is going to be Mexican brick prat. That's my second oh, favorite. Okay, like, just because okay. of the financial okay. stability, it has given so many people I know. You know that Mexican brick prat is where it started. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. So absolutely. Ever, it's like Jordan, you know, like yo, no, absolutely. This Jordan. is the the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but that was gonna be my second, but. Definitely first was the sweet tooth because it's like after the Mexican brick pack and I actually discovered there was real weed out here. That was the sweet tooth that I was getting from Michigan. And this is before medical. It was completely fucking illegal. You know what I'm saying? But my nigga was bringing it down and uh, I was getting off the opiates Mm. because the VA was giving me a hell of pills, dog. I couldn't shit right. Like, Mm. I wouldn't shit for like a week straight. And then my time comes to shit. It's like, oh, I need a pain relief because now my ass hurts. 
You know? <laughs> so I'm going to go with me. He was like, yeah, try this. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> my neighbor, my mom's neighbor at the time, she had some weed, man. I didn't know how to roll it or nothing. My baby mom, she fucking rolled it because I just twisted it. Like, twisted it up. Mm-hmm. I, I, I never went back. I've never gotten that high. I think it's probably because it's that first smoke kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm always chasing that when I'm trying to get that THC high. You know what I'm saying? You're trying to get inebriated off of weed. I'm chasing that. Yo, no, yo, 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 you're doing the bonso, right? Like, <laughs> I was going to ask for instruction on mine when I got this shit. I was, because... Because when you leave it in there, the smoke gets still, you're going to fuck it. Because let, let me just... Okay, so mine is definitely sour. Sour? My lease is definitely Pineapple oh, Express. Why? I don't like Pineapple Express. I, I feel like... No, I feel like when like Pineapple Express, the movie, was kind of like a big thing. Like when, when it was up. I feel like it got hyped. Yep. And you gotta remember, I wasn't smoking at that time. You get what I'm saying? So I'm thinking this is the greatest weed ever. Yeah, it got way hyped, bro. Especially when they were talking about it in the movie. Like, man, this is the dopest dope out there, bro. It's crossbred. Imagine if babies fuck. And you know what I'm saying? You're like, yeah, I gotta try that. Exactly. And that's how it was for me. It's like, all right, this is kind of my first experience. It let me down, bro. It let me down. But the fucking Gorilla Glue? Like, yeah. yeah. See, all three of you are like Gorilla yeah. Glue number four. I fucking love Gorilla Glue. Oh, man. Yeah. That's going to be wild. That's going to be killer. I would have made I just, him. I, just, I honestly would have made him take glue. that himself. I'll do it. <laughs> that's gonna, to you're not going to do it. Yeah. He did it to Go him. Yeah. You can't just pass on the misfortune. No, you got to take it all, bro. Roll it all out. <laughs> Suck it all in. See, that's why I ain't doing all that. It's See, just difficult. That's why I was like, that. <laughs> it's like with that. Yo, the bong is like life, though. Man, you're okay, get, let me, you're gonna so get let me explain to you about the fucking dab. So I, I, I only dab once. I had a fucking, um, yeah, bro, listen. Oh, yeah. So I got a, um. You had a bad dab experience? Oh, it was, it wasn't bad. It was just, I was fucked up. So, yeah. so I had a fucking, no, hell, though. I was fucked up. I felt like a zombie, bro. It was crazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> So I had a shoe store, you know what I mean? And I mean, a couple of my partners is hood niggas, you know, so they we do hood nigga things. Like we smoked in the store, you know what I mean? Things of that nature. So we, we had a time, this was my first store. So we in there chilling and shit. And one of my um one of my niggas has a friend that looks just like Action Bronson, bro. He dresses like him in everything. Oh shit. It's a big ass fucking white boy who wears overalls and shit with a crazy fucking beard. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I know nothing of the dab at this time. I really just started smoking at this point when I got my shoes started. I was. I really just started smoking weed. So he's walking around with a fucking torch. So now I understand what's going on. You know what I mean? Like I be on the fucking game and can hear my niggas' torches in the background. I'm like, bro, you good? They will talk for a while. They come back on. Like, huh? <laughs> because I moved into her apartment and I had a torch because I was dabbing. Yeah. And most people buy these torches. Yeah. I went to Lowe's and I got a military <laughs> discount at Lowe's and I got an actual acetylene torch yeah. for the low. So when I move in with an actual blow torch to be my dad, and she's like, yo, what nigga moves in? Yeah. Like, You'll get it, bro. He's walking around with it like it's a book bag or something. Like, bro, put that thing up. <laughs> I'm like, put this thing up. So we come in and he's one of those. He's you, basically. Like, he forced me to do this shit. Like, nah, you doing this today. You know what I mean? He's like, nah, you're doing this today type shit. So I'm like, all right, fuck it, whatever. Mm-hmm. You're doing this today, all right. So I, 
so I do this shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> we had already been smoking out of woods and shit. I do this shit. It's a slow fucking day in the store, obviously. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I do it and I'm like, all right, I'm fucking cool. Like, yeah. this wasn't so bad. So I go out into the world and shit. I'm high for like three days. And when I come down, I have an assortment of fast food that I was buying and not eating, bro. And just, it was on the table, still in the bag and shit. The fries still look new. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't think I ate anything, bro. Like, I was just drinking water and shit. I was fucked up. You was fried. But I was used to it because I had been fasting for like three years at that time. You know what I mean? Like, I'm still, literally, I'm on a fast right now. Just water. So well, like my, my yeah, I do them like frequently. So my body's like used to it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And what it does is like re it's like jumping the car, like starting it up. It like recharges it. your Another shit. Science, you know what man. I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I was used to it at the time, but I don't think I ate like over three fucking days. And yeah, I was just I said, I'm never doing a dab again. I got a crazy fucking edible story too. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> you ever think about shit stored in your fat, bro? Nah. Like coming back, like you know how you're eating your fat as a as a fuel source right now, basically. Yeah. Fasting. Do you ever think about shit that you did back in the day? Like, man, I took them shrooms ten years ago and it's stored in my fat cells. Or, ah, I, I don't think we weed. look at anything like that. You don't think, but THC stores in fat. Never knew that. Just, I mean, the same way you find like you dig a hole in the ground and you pull it out mm-hmm. and you carbon date shit. Yeah. Well, couldn't you do that with the layers of your fat though? Like, kind of carbon date your fat. I would like, assume so. Yeah. 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 So if, as you start to absorb your fat, wouldn't that release into your body again? Yeah. The air, I know the air was cleaner, so that's not something we gotta worry about. I don't know, side note. <laughs> now you got me over here thinking that shit. Right. That's what it was for. Good thought. See? You did it too. I was like, Everybody's having trouble with that, that iron lung. That, that, that's, that's not the she learned her lesson. I like to bring so, over her tools. Next time I'll bring the dab rig. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you should. I'll be down for the dabs, though. Now bring the clean dabs, though. You know why you cough like that? Your plate was too hot. Your plate was way too hot, man. I, I, I was doing that before, man. Making my with the blowtorches, mm-hmm. making my plate way too hot. So then the vapor's fucking coming out at plate temperature. Yeah. You know, you don't even have to vape that hot. Like there's certain vape temperatures that release certain <coughs> cannabinoids, and if you learn that shit, you can get one of those emails, make it super clean. Oh yeah, and that's like the shatter shit, man. <coughs> my homie got the little pen for the shatter. Oh Ooh. my goodness, Bro. like that yeah. shit had me <coughs> like high high. <laughs> So, about my death experience, right? Uh, so, got, so basically, let's just say, I started smoking at 21, right? So, I did everything for, at 21 from drinking the first time and smoking. It just kind of happened hand in hand. Like on your birthday? No, smoking actually happened in the summertime. Drinking started on my birthday. So, like, drinking, like, I used to go out with my cousins, and, you know, we always go to the club with bow ties, right? So, we mostly gone there, and, you know, I'm just there kicking it, having a good time, just chilling with family and all that. So, of course, mind you, one night, you know, I got pretty much drunk as shit that when they did the, what was it, the Cupid Shuffle, I think? I don't remember. It's either the Cuban Cha Cha or the Cha Cha or whatever. I basically, <laughs> supposedly, my cousin told me to this day that I went the wrong direction and knocked over some lady. And she just <laughs> fell and got broke. <laughs> just, you know, off on the ground. I'm like, um, 
And then I remember like having like different hot and cold flashes. So I was like, okay, that, yeah, I, I think I know that I'm drunk right now. Nigga, like, ruin the event. So I'm like, I'm like, I was just, I, mean, I was just being myself though. Like Nobody that's all I was doing, just no being more. myself. But, uh, but the summertime, like I said, I started smoking. Um, you know what I call myth, which is Reggie. That's my term. So, but you know, had ha- had some you know crazy experiences during my first beginning times, but. Uh, during the time, like in Columbus State days, there was a couple of my friends I kicked the with, so they took me to one of their friends' crib for my first dad experience. You know, had like the big old, like tall experience, like tall, like, tall, like, tall ass my first movie. I made. You know, they had the blowtorch and everything. I was like, okay, what kind of, like what kind of shit am I experiencing? Right Some now? Star Wars like, shit going on in here. I was here. just like sci-fi on the table. I was just cooling. This looked like a nigga's lab space. Every (laughs) time you walk into it. I was like, you know what? I was like, okay, the dad's was the cool experience. But (laughs) actually, the best dad experiences was when I came back from Philly, right? So I always go kick it with my bro out there, my plug out there. So, you know, we I was in Jersey. You said Philly? Yeah, in Philly. Big Eagles fan. Yeah, big. Big Eagles fan. Wearing it. Well, technically, I have cannabis socks underneath. I don't even know if they have a game today. From here. Philly from Baltimore? Like, probably a couple hours, I would think. Yeah. I group it all together, yeah. man. Like, like it's like a seven and a half hour drive from Columbus. Wisconsin. So it's seven and a half. <laughs> but, but when I go to Philly, I really ain't far, bro. It's like ten to twelve hours. It's an easy drive. On a Greyhound. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but if you're driving, it's like seven and a half. Seven yeah. and a half. I, I, I've, dri- I've driven there before. So. You gotta drive through the mountains. Oh. Yeah, going through the mountains, all that, oh. like different toes, <laughs> different toes, and all that, and oh, everything. It's at you night, the road with no rail, and you going up and like, down. Bro, I've been going in the 20. rain. I've, they got the truck runaways. Like, like, in the snow, these bro, are built for a reason. So that. this must oh. happen a lot in the yeah. clouds and shit. Just like, oh my, my god, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're good. Okay. I'm like, you, I'm fucking driving, praying to whoever is there. If I make it through this, I'm just like, you know, thinking of the rocks and everything. I'm just driving, you know, just cruising through. I'm like, you know, of course, like the first the first trip I went, right, like one of my bros came with me. That's what, who came up with the whole myth thing because we were fried, you know, just cooling my car and all that. So, but like the first year, I was like, you know, just kind of getting a taste of what Philly was. It wasn't until like 2017 where I first met my bro out there that I, you know. Fuck with now. You know, yeah. like every, every since <laughs> like we linked up and all that, like we just been, you know. Like I said, very cool peoples and all that. Like, and mind you, I tried basically everything new for the first time. Like, there'd be shit that I've never even heard of, and like, I'd just be following his stories and everything. I'm like, bro, like, what kind of shit you just be having though? I'm like, but every time we link up, it's always been a good experience. Now, mind you, the first time we linked up, like, I even wrote up a blunt at the time, thinking like, okay, we about to you know match or whatever. And then as soon as I was going through, like, get ready to, I was like, he just pushed it to the side. I was like, wait, hold up. I'm like, well, I was like, you know what? I guess that's out of respect. So I'm like, hey, it's all love. Like, but just like going through the dab experience and all Mm -hmm. that. Like, he has something called, I think, Chiquita Banana or some shit. I'm like... Bro, that, that banana, I was just like, he made that. That's why you got yeah. have that experience. Like, that it's was like, the, like dabs and everything is just be cool. Like, that was just, meth. Like, I was, <laughs> like I, I was, I mean, I already like just tried everything, like, off of, like a few different 
few different blunts and everything. I'm just like, you know what? He was like, just want to do a dab? I was like, fuck it. I was like, let me let me just go through and dab it. Have you done it again since? I've done like the last trip I did. Okay, so now you like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah, I've always liked that. So and you still dab? Hell no. After that first experience, like, no. no? Like, I, I've dabbed before, but I haven't been smacked. Like I ain't. Like I no, 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 no. I've been, I've been smacked. I ain't like, touched that thing since. Every trip, that shatter had me. Every trip that I link up with my bro, like it's positive. always a great yeah, experience. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't want to be in the same room as a dab no more. I'm cool. Like, <laughs> like, it's just, it, it, just, it, just, it just mean like a lot. Y'all breaking that nigga, I ain't covered. Like me, like, <laughs> other dope people and everything. Like it's always, it's always a good vibe. So yeah, that's what smoking's been for me. Oh, I, yeah. I, I used it, but I used it in the beginning only socially. Like I would only smoke when I was with my niggas. So I'd be at home. I wasn't a home smoker. You know what I mean? Cause I knew how like dangerous that shit was gonna become. Cause I like I was telling them, like I smoke for free, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I didn't want to be like abusing it at home, like just high all the fucking time. Gotcha, gotcha. Even times when I'm telling myself like, okay, I don't really need to be high right now, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you smoke anyway. So you feel like you didn't want to abuse the privilege? Or yeah, you yeah. Abuse <clears throat> like the weed. I didn't want to abuse the privilege and the weed because I feel like I didn't really know much about it. I kind of just jumped into it. But, and I started learning shit from being in it and then it made me start appreciating it more. Gotcha, you know what gotcha, I mean? Gotcha, gotcha. And it made me start wanting better weed, like better quality weed. You know what I mean? Better tasting weed. Yeah. Where'd you start at? <clears throat> oh, yeah. What do you yeah. mean where I started? Like, uh, as far as quality with the smoking. Oh, it was a good quality. It was like a step under the shit I have now. So you never had to really honestly go through the Mexican brick pack. Ever. Oh, yeah, you wasn't here. Yeah, I never smoked 50. Ever. I'm not talking about just 50. (laughs) I'm not talking about just 50. I'm talking about Mexican brick pack. You're like, yo, let me get an ounce for 80. You know? And it comes in basketball shape. You know what I'm saying? I'm you're never, like, oh, somebody broke this up. I've never been ball. in the same building. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're, like, you're over 30? 31, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I've, I've never been in the same room as that shit. Ever. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think my lungs have ever I've been through the bad 50 shit. phases. Man. Oh, yeah. Like, there, there's, I've been through the good 50 phases, too. So. I never had a drought, man. And hot box a whole car. I never had a drought. Yeah. I was born into like, an inheritance. I was born into my beginning. My lungs stay I'm glad you waited, nigga. <laughs> this was a good decision. <laughs> yeah, it, and it was because, like I said, I can appreciate it more now. I would I would abuse this at 18 like I did alcohol, mm-hmm. like because I was using it for the wrong things. And now I don't use liquor as much because I don't need it for anything but the wrong things. You know what I mean? So now I drink less. So do you smoke medicinally? Do you like, oh man, I got a headache or Mm-mm. I feel like I need to go out and do something? Uh-uh. It's to counteract me having to do that. I started changing my life. So I eat differently. I uh-huh. do fast again. Like I'm getting really back into exercising. How do those things so I don't have to. Feel like change your energy or like how do things change your life? Like scientifically. That's not even talking about um, I think it just changed my mental, and then everything is changing as a result because of it, but I'm not really noticing it. Like, it's just little subtle changes. Like, the the sacrifice, one, because, like, I'm training for discipline now. Okay, okay. Like, I want to take my life back. Like, I want to be able to move when I say move. And if I'm not moving right now, it's because I'm saying, you know, you can't influence me moving at all. So, I'm trying to get to that space. You know what I mean? So it's funny because the journeys are starting to align, like my universal journey and my weed journey. Like the more I learn about both, the closer I'm seeing they're connected. You know what I mean? And that it's good that I'm doing them together now because separate, they could be dangerous. You know what I mean? If your mind ain't right on any type of any type of substance, 
could be a dangerous thing. Because we've seen both sides. You know what I mean? We have that advantage like of struggling and, and suffering. And concentration to kill you. Bro, like it, that's like, crazy. but that's the advantage we got two people born in privilege because they only see the better side. We've seen the shitty side. Like, yeah. I've had friends die from drug overdoses. Yeah. Like, I've seen people who was on, had to get on drugs to do the fucked up shit they was about to do. You know what I mean? So it, it your mind is fucked up. Them drugs it's is going to enhance you that, bro. Yep. You know what that's, I mean? So it's like, okay, before I can even indulge in this and enjoy this, I have to change my mind and how I think about things because I don't ever want to be hot. That's what I was telling you about shrooms, what I'm waiting for. <laughs> okay. I don't ever want to be high on this and I ain't in the right mindset and I do something that I wouldn't do off of this. You need a pilot. You know what I mean? You need a pilot. Like somebody to be there with you and sober. Oh, absolutely. That's yeah. what we were saying. Yeah. To even do it, I gotta trust this motherfucker. Yeah, so, yeah. so, so, <laughs> like, have to. Though, actually, like my brother, he's actually done it before. So, if anything, if I'm gonna try shrooms, I'm gonna go with my brother. Yeah, my, my, he my, knows like, about like, them. Actually, what's crazy is it was my brother and my one cousin. Yeah, and my one cousin who used to smoke, but he doesn't way. smoke anymore because he doesn't like bad anxiety and all that. But he stopped it. Like they both used to do shrooms. I'm like, you know what? Like, give me an opportunity to try them. And mind you, my bro out in Philly and all that has them too. I'm like, yeah. if anything, I got a couple people that I'll at least trust. You trust.gov websites? So, what's that? Like, if you go and you try to source an item or a fact, do you trust it if it comes from a .gov website? Like, so let's say I do. an article published. Yeah. <coughs> somebody put yeah. it out on. A dot yeah. com website. And like, that's somebody, the, the reference point. Yeah, the yeah. reference point is the dot gov website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so I would say. the reason I brought that up is because you talk about shrooms and you want to try it and things of that nature. Shrooms have, like, on, I can send you the text. Shrooms have been known to, not shrooms per se, psilocybin, the active chemical within the mushrooms, <clears throat> to promote neurogenesis. And that's where new brain cells start to, to create. Like, it's the only, the only chemical that does that and they do studies on that because they were doing studies on PTSD, depression, Alzheimer's. These are things that this like low microdosing of shrooms can actually help with. And by microdosing I mean like taking like a tenth, you know, mm-hmm. of a gram every day, you know? <clears throat> Something where it's not so much psychoactive but you're creating you're new neural pathways. Yeah. New neural pathways. Wow. So it's like the things you have, the neural pathways that you have already are already dedicated to things. You right, know what I'm right, saying? Right, like, right. So, it's not that you can't learn new things, it's that you can't, you just add stuff on what you already know, you know what I'm saying, same neural pathways. This creates new neural pathways and allows you to learn new... Expand your thinking. Yeah, exactly, literally. Yeah. Literally expand your mind. That's dope. So look up on, I'll send you those links though. Yeah, I'm going to have to really research, because I'm going to do it, you know what I mean? Like, my life is, my life is coming through like... Like major changes, like our, I feel like our lives have like monumental changes and gaps and strides. I don't, I don't really buy into like society's way of thinking of it. Like, oh, you're grown at eighteen, you got to be this by twenty five, this by thirty. Mm-hmm. But I do believe we all have points in our lives that it's like a huge change is about to happen. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm at that point now, like, because I have a daughter on the way who's doing a month, mm-hmm. and this would be thank you. This would be my fifth child, and this is like I'm like this is my last one. So this is like about to be a huge change for me. Like I'm never gonna, I don't never want to have another kid after this. You know what I'm saying? So. I was thinking of it like that. I'd be watching movies and shit that be doing that. Like, when they about to get married or something, like, the wife would be like, all right, just go try shrooms with your niggas. And, you know what I mean? Be done with it. Yeah, like, 
have your last little hoorah and right. be done with your childhood. Like, you are the dog now. So I feel right. like, fuck it. Like, I'm about to... Do LSD, then. Steven. Shrooms is more medicinal. If you just want to go out with a last hoorah, try LSD. If you really want to go out I'm with a last hoorah, that, and, and you're down to sacrifice a little pain, try ayahuasca. <laughs> what I mean is a little pain is because you got to go through a day of throwing up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I'm definitely you're, not doing you're that. You're going to go to a whole nother plane. Like, it's crazy. I'm definitely but, not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so just had that DMT. <laughs> that middle plane, right. I think, is LSD, though. LSD. Okay. DMT is safe. You know, it's short. Yeah, they say it's the most spiritual thing you can get. But it wouldn't even be. It wouldn't even be a last. It wouldn't be a last hoorah type. Like I don't do shrooms anymore. It'd be like a. This is I'm go done with this life type shit. Okay. Like trying new things like this because I'm in that phase now to where I'm just trying everything new Dude, that I always life. wanted to fucking try. But it there's is. some shit that I don't want to try. Acid is one of those things. Really? Why not? I know. I just don't. I send you a couple of websites. It's not even. It wouldn't even be like about it being positive, good or bad. It's okay. just something it's just I don't like, care I'll to never fucking smoke do. Crack, even right. if they yeah, like. Crack is like, healing people now. Yeah. No. <laughs> I know. I know Crack's twin brother. Like, nah. <laughs> they gonna start slipping you the old shit. Nah. It's like, hey, Coca Cola sales have gone up again. <laughs> We're on the radio. Where the fuck are the radios? Last who wrote. <laughs> <laughs> right, put the main ingredient back in that. That's bitch. a lot to roll like a motherfucker. Everybody be a booster and shit, just breaking in and selling shit. Hell no, come try my original recipe. <laughs> crack strikes different when you're from that generation, though. Like when you're from that era that was super affected by crack. Like nigga, that's something you like. Oh yeah, the fuck right. You know what I'm saying? Nah, that's facts, bro. And I and and sometimes like obviously we all get like we all get. Thanks. We all get caught up in shit like we shouldn't be caught up in. You get what I'm saying? Or that we know the real. Sometimes we get caught up in the fake version. That's why I tell people it's you gotta be you gotta be careful watching these drug dealer and these hood shows on TV. Like that's not how it really was. Like they doctor and doll that shit up and make it look a lot better than that shit really was. That's why Snowfall is so fucking good because they are really showing how it was. They were zombies. Everyone was zombies walking around. I was like, yo, it's this is like the whole yeah, niggas, story. niggas was mistaking crack with cocaine. They was acting like everybody was just working and doing crack on the side. No, that's cocaine, buddy. Like them niggas is at work doing that drug and functioning. Yeah, crack. They their whole lives were fucking down. thrown away, bro. Yeah. They weren't still owning businesses and shit. And dude, them niggas was on the street. Like depict that. If you gonna tell a niggas truth, tell the truth. You know what I mean? I feel like people start to fall in love with that that fake yeah, shit. You can't you can't believe everything, bro. Hell nah, bro. Hell nah. Especially not when you yeah. lived it. Like, yeah, you can't bro. tell me my reality was different. Yeah, I yeah, remember yeah. that shit. <laughs> like, 10, 20 years ago. Crackhead like, I was over, there. Like, the head for some money, bro. Like, crackheads were different. different they people. were way they different. Kill you. They were unpredictable, like, bro. They stab you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, who gets stabbed anymore? A crackhead or fucking stabbed? It's you. different now, but see, over not, not, over $10. Over, though. You know what I'm saying? They got high energy, but they're like, they're down quick. Heroin addicts, they're sleep. Crackheads were fucking sick. Yeah. They'll fight you. You know what I'm saying? Like, ah, right, I got golden gloves. Come on, young buck. I'm going to take your wallet and smoke your crack. Yeah, and they really used to be golden gloves. Straight up. And they really crack got them. fucking money. Like, and now they use their but skills they still to still got the strength to get what they want. Like yeah. a Batman nemesis out there. Niggas <laughs> up for okay, dope. Babe. <laughs> babe, so I need some more of that green juice. <laughs> where that? That's how I kill you. I know crack. crack. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> like fuck the green juice. He's straight up crack. Yeah, that's crazy, man. <laughs> but but so so why do you think so why do you think weed is so widespread now? Because weed wasn't popular at one point in time. It was popular in our community, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. But now in the whole country is like weed is the biggest fucking thing going on. People are more depressed. People are more depressed. They see where pills are leading. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they don't trust pills. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, wait, this weed has we been working find in this community. This weed has been working in this community. Mm-hmm. Just like black people have been, African-Americans specifically, I don't know what they call them, whatever you call yourself, us. Mm-hmm. Like, every trend we have or everything we've done, it catches on when people, white, white people see, okay, this is safe. Let's get on this. You know? Mm-hmm. Weed, okay, cool. Experimenting with the black people, you know, it's cool. This is safe. Let's get on this. You know what I'm saying? Pills didn't strike the white community first. They struck in the hood. I lived there. Yeah. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, for sure. They still they move through. It, like, yeah, even, even in my own hood, like they still like, move people through. People next door and people across the street mm-hmm. just yeah. doing everything. It, it was way before the white communities. You know what I'm saying? And oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know I mean? We was taking on that white heroin. That's why they making such a big deal about heroin because mm-hmm. it's hitting the white community so hard. Like, oh, wait, this failed. Let's. This is not going to make anybody any money because if anything. It's like, yo, this heroin's making hella money. Let's legalize it. Right? right? That's that you have no justification legally to do it. If so, it'd be legal. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, this is a slippery slope, legalizing weed. It is a drug. Like, THC is a psychoactive chemical. And it's plant form. Think about it. Okay, let's talk about, like, apples and fruits and shit. Like, it's a plant, right? Like all plants, it's its fruit. Each fruit has a purpose. Its fruit is to spread the seed. Mm-hmm. We've, we've done things. We've feminized the plant right. to where it doesn't produce seed. And all of the energy goes into its production of THC, acid. Or THC acetate. THC acetate is non-psychoactive or psychoactive a little bit. It becomes psychoactive once you remove the carboxyl group and it decarboxylates it, essentially, you know? Yeah. And that's what gets you high. That's what makes it psychoactive. Okay. In nature, there's nothing that will turn that THC acid into THC. So it's like, its main purpose was to be eaten by an animal and then the seeds spread and then the plant can grow somewhere Keep else. Keep growing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But it's like, we fucked with it so much. So it's not even what its original purpose was. Nah. It is a drug. I never knew that. That's good. Yeah, it is a drug. So it's like, it's a safe drug, I guess. But to smoke with its administration, you know what I'm saying? Like, that'll harm you. You know, like, that's why they definitely suggest vaporize it, edibles, things like that. If you're going completely just for health purposes. But I, I'm really starting to get into CBDs, man. And THCVs and other, like that's talking about the African land race. With mm. uh, different kinds of THC oils and I'm like, I think, maybe I'll get away but from. I think I, I think the I think the difficult part of that even in our generation like every culture the most difficult part is we're so we're a lot driven by nostalgia hmm. and by things like that we did a long fucking time ago or this was the first time like a lot of things I do is driven by that so you think it's fear change uh, yeah, like it is. Absolutely it is. I mean, growing up is fucking scary. Like, thinking about it is fucking difficult. So mm-hmm. we don't. We don't talk about it. We don't think about it. We just kind of transition to the next day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's a lot going mm-hmm. on that's like that. But with me, it's... With me, it's semi-therapeutic. Like, rolling up to me is therapeutic. Okay, it's smoke. The, whole, the, process the process of actually of smoking. Gotcha. So I don't. I couldn't really get way. into vapes. I, I've had bad edible experiences. Like, the experience was my fault. Really? You know what I mean? You had a bad oh, edible experience? A horrible edible experience. Oh, wow. So I went to... So I went... No, it was definitely my fault, though. So I went... I had a dude, one of my good friends. His dad um, lived in Colorado, like... 
he lived here with his mom. He would go visit his dad type shit. So his dad's like was out there manufacturing edibles with okay. it pa- in packaging, shipping them off. Yeah, yeah. So he used to get them for me. Like, oh, like if we can get it, you know, booming here, maybe did I can start doing some shit here. Start with I have no idea, bro. Okay. So, but he Makes did everything. Yeah. He did everything. Fucking gummies, chocolates, whatever. <laughs> so again, the shit has the packaging. It tells you how much it takes. So I had a shit with me when I'm coming back from Denver or whatever. And I think me and Carl went to the cages and hoop, bro. So yeah. I'm going to the movie. I'll never forget. It was called. It was the Arrival movie. I don't even remember the shit, but I went to go see that that day. So I we was hooped. Way too fried to see that movie. Like, bro, I was fried as hey, fuck. Hey, yeah, shit, bro. bro. I was fried as. Like, but the, the people they had in it, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go see this yeah. shit. So, um, so, so we fucking. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'm hooping and shit. Whatever, this shit's on the package. And I'm gonna pop one of these fucking gummies in this movie. You feel yeah. me? So I take the gummy and I'm like, fuck, like I'm stuck. Like I am fucked up. Can't move. I'm really? stuck. The packaging fucking faded. So I didn't know. I was only supposed to take a fourth of it and I ate the whole fucking thing oh, type shit. shit. <laughs> so so I'm fucked. And it's a little fucking starburst. I'm like, what the fuck? But it says it, it was cut into triangles because yeah. I looked at the other one the next day. And it's like, take this little square, nigga. Like, mm. relax. So I'm like stuck, can't move. I'm in my head and shit. Like, man, I got to get up because I got to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And I'm like just trying a little shit, trying to grab my cup and shit. And I got somebody <laughs> with me and they just watching the movie and shit. Oh, highest like, you've ever been? oh, the highest I've ever been by far. Oh. So I get, so I'm at the fucking, um, I can't even think of what that fucking place is called. Studio Movie Grill, nigga, with the food shit. Yeah, That's yeah, where yeah. I'm at. The one upstairs, no nigga. Yeah. So I'm still high. I, I like muster up the courage to get up and go to the fucking bathroom, but I'm walking like fucking Wolf on Wall Street, nigga, when he was fucked up. That's how I am, bro. Like, I am fucked up. He shit cool, but he's stumbling. Yeah, so I get out there and I'm like, oh shit, I'm almost home, nigga. I'm almost home. I see the fucking steps. I'm like, we are upstairs. I'm like, oh fuck. So now I'm like trying to roll down these fucking steps, nigga. Yeah. I get to the bottom of these fucking steps. I'm like, cool, I got it, bro. I start throwing up everywhere. I run in the fucking bathroom, throwing up in the bathroom. So then I'm looking around. I clean myself off. I just leave her in the movies, bro. I just leave, nigga. (laughs) So this is a crazy fucking story. So I just leave. So now I'm in the fucking garage looking for my car. I'm struggling, pressing the button. I can't find it. I got to call one of my fucking mortal enemies at the time to come pick me up, nigga. And it was a hard phone call to make. But I'm like, I'm in a jam. You got to come get me. (laughs) The next day, bro, I I wake up from the high, bro. The girl texts me like, oh, I called an Uber from the movie. I don't know what happened. You just left. I drove up there and everything, nigga. (laughs) Damn. I get back up there. I'm like, fuck. I'm sick like the next two days. So I get back up to the movie theater. Why is my car on the street right in front of the movie theater? And I was in the garage looking for that bitch for like 30 minutes, nigga. <laughs> my car was on the street. I was just like, I'm glad they didn't tow this bitch. Wow, that, that is by sad. far the highest. I- and I was high the next morning when I woke up. I was still fucking high. Man, the highest I've ate all the breakfast in the morning. In, in the morning, like I was high as shit. I'm, I'm actually surprised it was it was in Vegas, and. Uh, shoot, it was it was probably it was me, Beam, 
Shoot. That was a minute ago. Hey, yeah, like uh it was just for it was just from uh my cousin's birthday. So like we just we all got different strands of weed. So it's like mm. four or five of us. So it's, so it's snow dog, gelato, gorilla glue, and something weird, man. We man, this nigga being got some more weird <laughs> some more weird sticky name. Thank you. I ain't gonna say we, yeah, he got some bullshit for real, but it was good. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was like, good bullshit. <laughs> so, it was, four, it was four blunts going around with five people. This is mm. the highest I've ever been in life. Like, <laughs> we was out on the back patio balcony just staring at the fucking <laughs> Vegas skyline. We was all stuck. It's four in the morning. Now, this is the first night we're there, though. Oh, like, yeah. So, like, niggas didn't really sleep. We're like, damn, this like. Seven in Columbia. <laughs> Make you start wanting to Damn, move out there and shit, that bro. Like I hate being high in Vegas. I was like, nigga, I I'll be ready stuck. to pack my shit and oh, move. Yeah. Like, nigga, I've I need this sky and these mountains. I've never been high in Vegas. Really? Yeah, man. You have to. Yeah. The scenery, I'm, just being out, it's yeah, different, yeah, bro. Yeah, it is. I've real. seen the scenery, yeah. but niggas driving Ferraris around and shit. I'm like, I feel good <laughs> yeah, in Vegas. Yeah, I want to go get some money in Vegas, like. Like Vegas was definitely a great experience. Like I went uh, last year, right? So mm-hmm. I went. So um, been in Vegas, one of my friends for our birthday, um, for our Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know how I was able to get to Vegas, but I just managed to get to Vegas. <laughs> so mind you, but it was a great experience. Second time flying on a plane. Oh, you know, man. get get there. Mind you, I flew to Houston, so I, that's another story for another day, but anyway, so got to Vegas, you know, like I said, the scenery is pretty dope, like, I can tell the heat difference between Ohio yeah, and Vegas, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, the it's way like, different. like, just was the, the driest, it yeah, it's Especially hot, but it's, it's, yeah. it's hot, but it's bearable, here it's, the heat yeah. is annoying, yeah, yeah cause that's yeah. what I'm saying, <laughs> like, like, it is, it's actually bearable out there, so. yeah, you want to be outside, but like, it's hotel, that type of heat, like, ooh, this feels so good, so the hotel I stayed at, though, it was about a couple blocks away from a dispensary. I was like, oh, I'm, I can just walk hey, a distance. I'm like, oh, that's McDonald's right there. I was like, wait a minute. So we had a McDonald's and a 7-Eleven right by the dispensary. I was like, yeah, okay. They knew what they were doing right there. Gotcha. Now, mind you, mind you, first, first night I got there. So I went inside the dispensary, and they were doing a special, which is 20% off everything in the store, whether it be Bud edibles, wax, oh, yeah. like just anything. And when you, you already planned on spending like, more money, nigga, yeah, that's the deal, nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was basically from the first two hours they open and the last two hours before they close, they close at like two in the morning. So I was like, okay, that's within walking distance. So I'm like, I'll go there. Yeah. And I just see some crazy ass ridiculous shit, which is by the way, still on my Snapchat, but like, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was some wild ass shit. I'm like, I remember sharing it out. I'll for another day, but yeah. anyway, so, uh, get there. So I'm like, okay, you know, nice little selection. But basically, at the end of the trip, I end up trying like 14 different strains. That's a good mind, trip. Mind, mind, yeah. mind you, nothing but pre rolls. I only bought, yeah, I was about to say I'm, I'm, I'm about like, like, like not, nothing but pre rolls. So I had, I'm believing it. See, like, I've had, I've had thirty. You don't believe in it, right? I've had some pre rolls. Fr- you like the pre rolls? No, like, no, no, no. I rather not. Okay. So like I've had like the frosted. I smoke two pre rolls. Well, I'm saying like Go I've ahead. had the frosted cherry cookies. Uh huh. There's mm-hmm. banana fire OG. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh Nitro cookies was one of my favorites. Nitro. Um, oh, like right. I did once. It was just like a bunch of 
That's wow. <laughs> you told me you tried a lot when you when yeah, you like, I, I, yeah, that's what we did. First, first, we first, tried a lot. I have that post from my Facebook somewhere. Like yeah. it's, it's in there. He's like, seen that's he's seen like, that's no, how no, I am. The only time I bought Bud was Cherry AK, which that was good by the way. Mm-hmm. So when I when I got to I actually, do like that when one. I when I wanted to roll it, I was like, okay. I do like that one. But that's he came out to Vegas. We went out to Vegas for like my Close to my right hand, nigga. Like, his birthday. Mm-hmm. So, we kicked it. You know what I mean? But that's how he see. Like, I'm like that in Vegas. Like, I had a, I had a point where I was in Vegas like once a month type shit or twice a month. And, the and when I'm there, um, I do some of them depending on what the price. Like, especially when I'm being cheap. They be having like $5 pre-rolls. I'd rather just yeah. So, I'm like, fuck it. Like, hell yeah. yeah and I take them out and put them in my own shit. I don't smoke out of them. I mean, it's not a preference. I, I could. I just don't. But I've had a few, but I usually get bugged because I'm usually with other people. So we're getting like, a, you know what I mean? Like a, a fucking quarter and shit. <laughs> a, a bunch of different shit. We getting yeah. quarters, quarters, quarters. Like that's what we did. And niggas yeah, was just rolling. That's lit. We, we spent a whole day where I, all I of us was, was just rolling up, yeah. having conversations, yeah, grabbing right. different buds and rolling like, them. And I we were just smoking them. Like yeah. and the, the, <laughs> the thing about it is, though, like when I had all those different strains, I'm like, I couldn't thought about like bringing some back home and all that. But I was like, mm-hmm. nah, I'm like, I wasn't comfortable with that. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I literally smoke, I think, one three a day. I pretty much mm. smoked two in the morning. Like, I got up, smoked one, yeah. got pretty much dressed, smoked another one before I headed out, mm-hmm. and then just had one, like, after I do all my sightseeing and, mm-hmm. you know, what I want to do there. And but then, that's literally, and bro. Just ha- and then just have one for the But that's so literally, but that's literally yeah. why I want to, like, yeah. I'm going to, excuse me, retire, like, on the West Coast. Like, that's what Vegas does that people don't understand that life, that you're able to do everything that you just named, you can do that. Mm-hmm. That's very difficult to do in Columbus, Ohio. And why? Because business hours. Like in Vegas, you can spread your day out how you want to because everything's always open. So if I need to go to this fucking grocery store at 11, like I can, and then go to the dispensary at at midnight, I can't. Here, I have to rush everything in between business hours. Even food places. Because everything has the same... Business hour. Why? They're pushing a... Damn near. Damn near everything. Damn near everything. They're pushing a... Even they are 24-hour restaurants. Everything. That has casinos inside them bitches. Everything. (laughs) (laughs) So the liquor store is 24 hours. But it's like here that is... It's pushing us a bourbon lifestyle on us, like that we have to live between nine to five. Hmm. And when you don't want to live like that, it you it fucks you up when you're in that type of environment because you outgrow that fucking environment. That's the city you go like, to. Like, who's you to fucking tell me I gotta be here by five? Nigga? Like, I got shit to do at five. <laughs> I'm coming in this bitch at nine. Like, what you mean? <laughs> But you're taking back your day. So you can smoke out there like that. You can smoke at any point in the day because anything I really got to do, I can do in a fucking hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With yeah. shit closing at nine, I can't smoke at eight. I got to be leaving the house at fucking eight. You only going to go to one part of the city and get shit that's open. But And that's inconvenient. So you ain't going to do that shit. Like, and it's shit you yeah. don't fucking want. I want a fucking salad at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> I can do that in Vegas. Damn. Like, I can't do that fucking here. Where am I going to get it from? <laughs> like, where am I going to get a fucking there salad ways. at 10 at night? There are ways. A fresh one? Bukit of Pepper. Hell no. Yep. I'm going to sit in a restaurant for a no. salad? You call in. And That's you inconvenient. Well, you got to pick it up? The whole process. There's oh, some out there that I can just walk into and order. Just how you would at 3 p.m. 
Who's yeah. to say my life fits inside yeah, a nine to five? This, so I'm just arguing from the sake. No, I understand. I love, but Columbus. it's we. It's no. we're forced. <laughs> we're like forced like, into one way Columbus of thinking. thinking we're forced right. into we have to be day thinkers. You know what I mean? And mm. I'm actually a person who I think way better at night. I've mm. always been like that. Mm. I actually like high school was fucking hard to me. College, I excelled because right. I did all my studying at night when I'm really up and thinking and moving around and cleaning and <laughs> thinking and working. And then during the day, like my shit's already done. In high school, hell no. When I get How off, I'm, I'm about to kick it. You, like, you know what I mean? I felt great. It no, was like, were you drained or something? Because you said you weren't like a day person. Oh no no no! I like to be time. active. I like to be active during the day. So like when I got grocery shopping shit like that, mm-hmm. I like to do that at like ten in the morning. Okay, okay. I don't like doing that like because I've had jobs, so I don't like doing that when I gotta get off of work. I gotta go through this traffic and all these motherfuckers. I like being in this store where it's just me and the workers in this bitch. <laughs> so I like can shop in peace. Yeah, independence. Absolutely, and just the ambiance. It's something about that desert heat. Like it's, it makes you feel better. It's like you're in a sauna. Yeah. Like you're going through your day, and outside is just a, a fucking sauna. I love freedom. Oh, freedom's amazing. Oh freedom. man, it's definitely a lot of freedom, freedom of time. Right? Is like what I strive for. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It used to be a dollar amount, but then I really started realizing like what dollar amount would make me happy. Like there isn't a fucking number. You can't really truly be free unless you're homeless. Unless you're what? Homeless. Oh, yeah, that's, I agree. That's a fact. Right? A lot of us have been homeless before, and we don't talk about it, but we understand that freedom, yeah. but you can't yeah. live that way in society. Nope. You can't. can't. Be free, totally free, unless you, you're homeless. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's real. Nigga, trying to make you think. <laughs> that's real as fuck, though. Nah, nah, absolutely. And, bro, that's... It. Yeah, I feel like weed is is has expanded my mind, but it's made really? me also realize that I need to work on expanding my mind myself exactly. too. I think sometimes we go through the process of our day and we think like, okay, I did a lot of shit today. It's gonna make me better, but it's the little fine tuned shit, like mm-hmm. stopping to read a book. Yeah. Like that's the shit that's really making you better, and then it makes you more efficient in your day to day shit. Because that's literally down, what we strive man. to do. It slows me down totally. Cause I'm a yeah. Depends on what else. Yeah. Depends on what else. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, like, weed, it just calms you. Honestly, it makes me procrastinate. It brings out some of like. my worst shit on the lazy side. But mm-hmm. I don't want to say it's the worst part of my nature, like, because I'm a very violent nature. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, definitely not the worst part of my nature. But it's, like, I'd rather be lazy than be emotional. Okay. You know? I get you. Like I'm still working through cycle. Kind of like things. unstable you know type shit. I feel like I was unstable, unstable at 18. Emotional, like I'm not understanding the emotions that you're going through. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, wait, and I can slow down and work through these things instead mm-hmm. of yeah. working at the way my mind works through problems. Like, right. Because then I won't get a chance to understand what the fuck is going on. With right. Me. You know, because I'm so passive, or I have been so passive. I think weed has definitely taught me empathy. Okay. You know? But I feel like, too, that that's the expansion. Because when we're younger, when we're thinking about things, we're thinking about them in a form of a task. Not always what we can learn from this situation. I'm just thinking to get out of this situation right now. Survival tactics. So you, you have to be learning to even comprehend and look at it differently. And like I look at it differently. When I come into situations, I'm, I first assess how big or serious this situation is. And how much energy I even plan on spending on this shit before I even walk through that fucking door. You know what I mean? I'm like, am I just not about to say anything or am I at least going to give you a little bit? I'm I'm looking at shit differently. I don't need to trip over every fucking bump in the road. You know what I mean? 
Because I've been tripping over this shit my whole fucking life, and look at where it's gotten you. But that's good that you noticed that, because a lot of Absolutely, but your mind has to expand to to accept that new information. When you're only one-sided way of thinking, when you get new information, you're still holding on to this one way of thinking. Because it's safe. How do we get into this business? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, really, how do we get into this business? Cannabis business, bro. We were going to. I mean, like, I, what do you have to what jump? What 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 hoops do you have to jump through specifically? Like, I, I feel like you just gotta barrier, get. Right? Yeah, it's a money thing. You gotta get licensing. And How then, much is the money barrier? I have That's no crazy. idea. That's crazy. Like they've been advertising shit. But you already know. But shit. you already know it's politics, especially when it's first yeah, getting absolutely. the places. Whoever whoever's making it legal, their friends are gonna have the first access but to these fucking licenses. They already got them shit set up. <laughs> but they got their farms and shit. I mean, I want to try this shit. Yeah. I want to get into it. You know, I was talking to you about that. Like yeah. like I said, I want to learn more about this shit. I don't want to just use it. I want to learn from it. coming, but we don't have a delivery service and nobody registered to do deliveries here. We don't have a structure to even put it in. Where would, we where would it be? We have a medical structure to put it in. And they, they it just mirrors the other because our shit directly mirrors other medical structures other than the price. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like... I mean, as far as what neighborhoods, what size of towns would you put dispensaries on? Well, they're the small shops. Where would you put them at? Nah, they already got a lot of. They already got a lot set up for Mm -hmm. real, for real. Like you can look it up now. They they got a few of them set up and ready to go because there's some. I seen the one on Livingston. Like there's people that got farms and shit, like in New Albany and Johnstown and shit that are like just ready. ready. The other business shit is open. I was up on it. Everything was like every day. Oh shit, it's legal! Like every day, bro. Yeah. There's a few. There's a few spots on High Street too. Like you get on the that's Ohio website, crazy. And tells you everybody yeah. has a license. I, I mean, I definitely want to get into the shit. Like I felt like we could really, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. could do some shit with it. Because I know we talked about growing and the science of growing. I told you about that manual I had put together. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's really about science and you know, photosynthesis. Real simple I fucking shit. Hate yeah, my homie. That's exactly homie. what I told you. My homie used to do science was my first. Yeah, I mean, my least favorite. I love math though. That's what's so weird. I love math. Yeah, but here's, I hate science. Here's the funny thing, though. Like, I actually can't stand English, but yet I'm a poet now. Are you? So, really? like, I do yeah. poetry. I, I, so. I, I hate English. English. Like, I mean, like, 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 like freestyle. Yeah, I'm not. Do it. I don't. I'm doing it about cannabis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that be lit. Like, like, okay, so we're not about to do that right now. If I could, but okay. Now. <laughs> but anyway, so basically, yourself, man, you got it. Um, oh, but the way the way I see like with cannabis though, like it helped me get out of like this whole depression phase that I've been doing with for over ten years. Mm-hmm. So, like, I used to be one of those like, okay, the anti like, uh, don't be doing this cannabis like it's bad. Like, yeah, yeah like yeah. I got on my brother onto it all the time. I was like, you know what, and then. Just one day, linked up, had a first bowl together. I'm like, okay. <laughs> now I see the difference. I was like, okay, I, I, I admit what my wrongs are. So, yeah. but right, like right, over right. time, like it really got me thinking. I'm like, because again, I went through a dark phase. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I wrote, I even wrote a piece about me going through this dark phase, mm-hmm. which I called indescribable state of mind, and which I've actually performed it at this fundraiser that I did. Um, at the end of August for one of my coworkers. Okay. So basically the whole story behind it is I'm going through like what I've went through growing up, like with the soul depression phase. One, I almost wanted to commit suicide. So not a lot of people maybe know that, but I was like going through this whole situation like where I, I even wrote notes about this on Facebook. 
like I was just writing like in my mental like all these bad thoughts that were going through my head. So when I got introduced to cannabis, I'm like, it made me see it much more clearer as far as like how I view life. And not to mention like me, my best friend from for 13 years now, like we first met at camping. Mm. Used to go with my, my aunt and uncle all the time. So used to go up by Lake Erie. So, and just me and him linked up. So now we still talk since. And I'm like, he's pretty much got me started into this whole poetry thing, which mind you, I wrote my first poem in 2007. So I was after high school. Yeah. And one of my tattoos on his left arm is from one of my poems. So no one can take that. Original as ever. So, but like, it's good that I waited up to this point because yeah. like now I can talk about a lot of shit. Yeah. Like I can literally talk about whatever I want. Like it gives me much more freedom. Yeah. So like, That's I, so I, I like, like, like I've, 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 I've been pushed. So, yeah. And like, so when thing. I performed that piece and all that, it was to the point where I even made one of my coworkers, like, I guess her brother come to tears. Mm. So like, you have, like for, the same feelings you had. So like, and you it's just like, and I was like, I didn't think it was that powerful though. Mind you, I had to cut it out for profanity. Just Why'd you do it? But it hit people differently. Yeah. It's just like, I wanted to like, kind of get myself out there and like, just know like, I've been through this. Like everybody goes through it. Like it's, yeah. a, it's a serious thing. Yeah. yeah That's why they have like the movie. suicide awareness, all that. Like yeah. it's a, it's a real thing. So that was kind of, that was my message behind that. And just to know, like I've been through it. Like I'm just now continuing to progress and really mm-hmm. poetry. It's helped me out. So it's a gateway. Like it it, it really is. I'm like, I would have never thought like I would have looked at it as serious as I should have been. But Mm -hmm. like I said, it's all came down to time enough. And you're here now. So Mm -hmm. now is the time to do it with everything we trying to do in life, period. You know what I mean? Like do it now. Like why don't push it off? Don't wait. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Exactly. I'm I'm like, it's it's been a it's been a great transformation though. Like especially from the very first show Mm -hmm. and out next month, like which Supposedly, I'm the feature, but I have to hear certain things. Like, I don't want to give it out, but <laughs> like, even either way, like, it's big for me because one, it's the second year anniversary of Honesty Hours, so it got shout out to Team Forte for that. Yeah. But like, that was where I got my first start on the open mic, so that's oh, one okay. year for me uh, that I actually got onto the it. mic. So I'm like, now saying. like the growth, the, the growth and everything behind it, like. Mm-hmm. Just like getting out that whole first poem, like with the whole nerves and everything, it was like to the point where one, Friday's fun. So like getting up there, like and like figuring out like how is it gonna work, like mm-hmm. holding the mic and everything. I'm like holding the mic was the worst thing. That's where it got my nerves. Like started, it was like going like holes up and down my leg type. Like it was a like Were you type shaking. Like was that? Were you high for that? Yeah, so, <laughs> but yeah, I was like, I was just like, bro, I was like, okay, I'm in front of these people. I'm like, I don't know any of these people, so right, I'm like, 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 let me, like, let me get my focus. Visit everybody in their other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't. Yeah, this isn't working. <laughs> like, this is not working. But, 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 I, but over time though, like when I got rid of the mic and everything, I'm like, okay, I, I have, actually have a voice to project. Absolutely. I'm like, so now you got to have shit to say. You're just gonna have to hear my voice, and when I'm like mad, when I'm pissed, like I'm still working on that character development and everything. So, cause we're all human, bro. I, I, people like, get too caught up in what other people think. I don't give a fuck what anybody else thinks yeah. about anything. 
Like it has nothing to do with my so life. Right. About everybody. It has everybody. nothing to do with my life, or yeah. or your opinion that's of me has it, nothing to do with me. That's personal for you. That's like, the way people right. live their life. Yeah, I'm I cool, think, man. Every step I take, I don't give a fuck what anybody because, about to say about it because other people. Yeah, you change how you move when you're yeah. thinking about somebody else's voice in your head saying, oh, don't do that. When it's but really even, something you want to do. I think even, is there a such thing as an original thought, though? Even the thoughts that you think are yours, though, those are somebody else's thoughts. So even when you say, yo, I am not like anything else, I'm an original, you're still a copy of someone else who said, yo, I am not like anyone else, I'm an original. Everything. It's not about it being. It's not about it being original or not. It's about. It's about who. What you're feeding into. Like Mm -hmm. what you feed will grow. So are you feeding into positive thoughts that are being planted or negative Mm -hmm. ones? And nine times out of ten, it's negative ones. So it's it's not about where it came from. It's about what you're choosing to believe and what you're choosing to reflect onto everybody else. Use the filter because you're getting both sides with a lot of things we get. But this one isn't as sexy as this one, so I'm not gonna do this side. Mm -hmm. But this the real the side that's better for you. Mm. You know what I mean? So not necessarily even the person that's giving you the wrong side is the wrong person. It's just the wrong message. Right. You know I what I mean? Whether if, if, if the same message has come from any of y'all, I'm going to accept it the same. I never learned. This life is about balance. Because you'll never right. learn if you never fail. So you got You can learn through path. other people's failures, though. I don't know. I'm hard-headed. <laughs> <laughs> <If you gotta laughs> I try to learn from If you trip over a bump in a road, do I really need to trip over this bump in the road? But a lot of times it is that simple, though. Sometimes those failures... A lot of times getting in the car with them niggas with them guns and masks in the same. You're like, he's not me. I can make it through that bump. That could be that same curiosity, though. Yeah. You want to try it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm stronger than him. I've always been stronger than everybody. I'm going to make it through this. Fuck this bump. It will be going. So, wait. So you was talking about the house party shit though. Yeah. How they different. Yeah, man, because you know, back when back when we did house parties, like uh man, I went to one off one sixty one, we was probably like fifteen or sixteen. And uh, I remember Big Bro Big Bro had drove us. Uh and the party was cool, bro. It's hella bitches there. Like it was only a few niggas, so it was cool. I don't know what hood walked up in here, bro, but it was some <laughs> bloods, bro. Like, and bro, all of a sudden, it was crazy, bro. It felt like a movie, bro. Like, we was in this big basement, bro. They had like they had blankets, like cutting off certain like rooms in the basement, like. So we was mm. in the back smoking in the cut, like yeah. with uh, with a few crip homies, like you feel me? Like them bloods walked in, they was being mad loud, bro. They start jumping yeah. around and shit. I'm like, oh my god, bro. Like, so like. Like, I know, like, me and Beam, like, we looking at each other like, oh, bro, like, it's, this, you know, this might be a situation, bro, like, you know what I'm saying? But luckily, you know, and shoot, we had Jay with us, God bless his soul, but you know what I mean? He a big nigga, so I don't even know, like, how we, so this will happen. We went around the back, like, so those rooms that that had the blankets on it were connected. So we okay. walk around, we walk around them when they in there, bro, so we go to leave, bro. And Jay's so big, bro. Like, he a, he a big dude, bro. Why does he break one of the steps while he leaving oh now? My oh, my God. So, it cracked loud. Like, but think about like how much go, funny go, go, shit go. used to happen when we was kicking it. Bro, bro. <laughs> it seems like those things don't be happening in my life no more. Like, they bro. always... A nigga a trip and fall or some shit. Yeah, it's, I'll like, never forget that shit. Yeah, like, it's like a scary movie. Like, bro, I swear that only... Ha- bro, stuff like that only happens in movies. And <laughs> it happens you in right danger, there, nigga. Oh, it only happens when you're in danger. Oh, <laughs> uh, bro, like... Luckily, bro, the nigga started to look over like, what was that? Like, I'm like, nigga, go. Just go. Just go. <laughs> like, it's 
I just run out of here. I think it's funny though that I I really just start smoking because I I think about how all them experiences would have been if I was high. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I really I really only pay attention to the benefits of it. Like I've never smoked Reggie. I've never had that phase. I I knew the quality of weed when I started smoking because I was already out in Vegas mm-hmm. and I was around it and all my niggas smoked. Like yeah. <laughs> all of them smoked. And I was the drinker. You know what I mean? Like I can drink and then I literally start smoking so I can stop drinking as much. And it's, it's funny. Like, that's we why. never bothered you. We never bothered yeah. you. Like we did a little bit, but once we realized, like, oh, bro, he's not smoking. I'm gonna get him to smoke. I do not subdue the peer pressure at all. <laughs> it was one of those things that I told myself I need to fully understand it before I do it. I lost a cousin at a very young age to to um lung cancer and he used to smoke cigarettes and we was young, you know what I mean? Yeah, so you're so not affected you. you seeing people smoke cigarettes for a hundred years. You're not thinking it's gonna kill somebody in their teens. Yeah. So it Man. turned me off to smoking and I didn't want to until I fully understood it. I still have never smoked like cigarettes or blacks, you know what I mean? So just cause that's what keep fucked that him way. up. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that that's what fucked yeah, him up. Way. So I never did that. But I'm like weed as I started to really understand it, you feel me? I'm like, okay, like I can get into this. Yeah. And then I'm I was on the path too of changing my life and changing my mind about shit. So the weed kinda down. helped. It it kinda sped the process along for real, for real. Yeah, but it slowed it slowed your life down, which, mm-hmm. is, which is good, bro. Because Which what needs to drinking, happen? That's what drinking does, though. It speed it speeds up the process, absolutely, bro. absolutely. Your body's racing, so you're gonna have a crash. Absolutely. Same man. with sugar, bro. Like I look at it like that now too. I and I had to start living in moderation. It wasn't that I can't ever have these things. Right. I can't have them as much as I think I need them. Yeah. Like yeah. that's the difference. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But we helped me get to that point. You feel me? But yeah, like where I can do this and be, and I can actually be chilled throughout the day, bro. I can actually function. I can actually do X, Y, and Z. But like if your body tired, that we gonna tell you your body tired, bro. It's gonna be like, look, man, put you out. Yeah. I know what you need. (laughs) Let's take a nap. And and on top of that, you you know, like, the two differences, you know, the indicas, the sativas. So, like, find the right one that you can, you know, keep your mind at ease and just, hey. If it says night-night, you're going night-night. You're yeah. going night-night. Don't even try to fight it. Just accept it. Yeah, you know what I mean? But you got to be in that level of your life to even do that. And it's funny how we have such a fucking stigma in this country, and we can see it all through the movies. Like, yeah. stoners is lazy, dumb motherfuckers who committing crimes. Like, man, cut it out. Yeah, You understand how much peace you have to be at to smoke all day? Because now I have to be prepared to not give a fuck about anything. Bruh. <laughs> and, and on top of that, we can just switch it just like that. Like, exactly. Don't, don't, don't fuck with us. Exactly. So it's like I'm the best of both worlds. I'm really at peace, but I can be a monster if I need to be. So it's like, just leave me at my peace, yeah, and I'll leave you calmness. at your chaos. Yo, don't you know take what this mean? calmness for weakness just because you want to live yeah. in chaos. You get, yeah. But you got to be it. in the right space to be comfortable with being like that all day. Some people embrace being angry. Like, they want to get angry. They want to be the hope. Because yeah. that's their strength, through being angry. Yeah. Or that's how they express themselves. Exactly. Yeah. But real strength is, is restraint. <laughs> like... Yep. A nigga who really is a black belt ain't gonna whoop your ass just because you said something because he already knows he can whoop your <laughs> ass. <Yeah. laughs> He's certified. It's no question about what I can like, do. Like certification, ass whooping. Yeah. <laughs> I had a whole other person tell me that I could beat your ass. So trust me. <laughs> trust me when I tell you these things. You know what I mean? So it, it, we just changed. It changed my way of thinking. And 
It's so funny that now that I started smoking, I even started thinking about if I would take shrooms or not. Like, I'm really on board. I just gotta, yeah. I gotta be more, more at peace. Yeah, same. Like, I Cause know. Cause that's something very new for me. So, like, yeah, you shrooms, know, I gotta be in the right space. psychedelic. So, that, that's gonna be different. Like, yeah, hell I'm yeah. A, I'm I'm a, a, <laughs> I know I'm gonna do it one day. And actually, I know, I know the person or persons I would do it with. Yeah, that's important I, too. Because I, I know that they yeah. would make sure that that's I'm important safe. too. Like, like because I don't want to get into a situation where I can't control myself, yeah. which I don't see. Or that some shit that, that we yeah. got between us come out. Exactly, that's mm-hmm. the part I think about too. I'm more of a like a Bruce Wayne type. I ain't ready yeah, to bro. accept that those demons that's yeah. there <laughs> that I know is there exactly. that I just don't deal with them day to day. Yeah, I'm not ready for them to start being in my head because that's just opening yeah. your mind, bro. To the good and the bad, people don't realize yeah. that you yeah. ain't just getting what you want to see. Good, you get that bad shit too that you don't want to see. That's like DMT, bro. Like DMT. Like, which is crazy. Like, I think I would only do DMT, like, if I was about to die or something. Because DMT is a drug your body body naturally produces mm-hmm. right before you right before you die. Wow. And it's, and it's like, a hyper-psychedelic, so to say. And, like, That's I know a few say people My life flashed before my eyes. So, I know somebody. They told me that they, yeah. lived, that they lived two years, basically, hydroplane. So, like. Damn. Yeah, so they, they hydroplane out their body, bro. And they could see they so. He said, I literally floated away, bro. I lived. Two years, bro, I had a wife, a life, and everything, bro. When that shit came, bro, he was describing days to me, bro, in detail, Damn. bro. And then he fucking came, he came down, he said, I, I went back into my body, bro, and now I'm here talking to you. Yeah. Like shit. I'm like, what That shit fuck? definitely happens, and I feel like it's so hard to talk about because we all experience those moments differently, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, at different points. And I had that very, at a very young age because I almost drowned when I was like five. And I remember that vividly, being in the hospital and everything. Damn. Like, it was so traumatic, I remember it, but I also remember growing from it. Because, like, the next year, I was like, you know what? I'm about to learn how to swim. Like, fuck it. Yeah. I'm not about to let fear control my life. You know what I mean? Because we, I mean, the world is full with fears. Like, what's going to help you get over those things? You know what I mean? It's being in the right mindset. And, yeah, and liquor doesn't put me in the right yeah. mindset. Liquor brings out my demons. Weed brings out my reasoning. But that's big though. Like a lot of people don't they don't realize that. That's like people that's like people going through depression. Like I'm sure mm-hmm. a lot of people have. I've been through that shit. A lot of times you don't know you're actually going through that shit, bro, until yeah. either you take a step back, you do something that's extreme, or maybe you do listen to that person that you ain't really right, listening right, to. Right. Or an outside person. Like sometimes it's that outside person that be like, yo, you know I just met you, but you might be a little bit aggressive. Like, you kind of yeah, negative. Yeah. Like, you ever realize that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like so, I've been checked before. Yeah. Like, damn. I mean, I've, I've kind of been through that as well. So, uh-huh. like, me growing up for about, I would say, a little bit after high school. Well, starting, we'll start from elementary school. So, I was pretty much didn't want to be around anyone. So, I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't mm-hmm. want to be around. Like, I just thought about certain people. I'm like, man, y'all are like... Like, the energy wasn't there, so... Right. Mm-hmm. And, like, over time, it got better. Like, when I got to high school, I still wanted to be by myself, even in freshman year. Like, I just wanted to sit to myself when it was lunchtime, but then somebody invited me over. It was like, you know, come sit. You know, why are you so alone and everything? I'm like, because I really don't want to be around <laughs> you like people like, so much? I was like, <laughs> I just, that like, that's just me. Like, I'm, like, I'm not trying to be rude way. or anything. I'm not trying to be rude or anything, but I'm like, okay, so high school, you know, fuck it. I'm like, I'm just going to get through it, enjoy the best four years (laughs) of fucking high school. Like, I went to prom, got prom, or prom court, 
uh, graduated with honors. Like, I was pretty much doing my thing. Yeah. Like, I made sure to, you know, had the grades necessary to get out, out of there. So, by the time I got to Columbus State, mm-hmm. uh, first couple years still, I'm like, uh, really don't know anybody here. So, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know who, like, graduated from my school, like, who's the here, whatnot. I want to say about 2009 is probably when I started breaking out of my show. So yeah, yeah, yeah. somebody came up to me and said, you know, we're trying to play cards. I was like, like spades or whatever. I'm like, okay. yeah, I love yeah. cards. I was like, I'll play. I, I, like, I, like, I'll play. I, I play. love cards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll still. You just now So, But actually, what's crazy is that I actually learned to get better, though, because I'm like, yeah. I learned from my aunt. Like, girl, okay. right? like she taught me how to play cards. Yeah, so you was already ready. So I was you like, I was already ready, but at the same edge. time, now I'm like, okay, now I'm looking at how they play. I'm like, okay. Yeah, put my okay. little new little twist on it. Like, you had old just, school And lessons. just like all the yeah. few people that like now I've known for years now growing up in Columbus State, and I've played cards, and I'm like, oh, yeah. But you, you get competitive I mean, with people, like yeah. you get to, when you get to know them, like you, or mm-hmm. just even like randomly, like all right, like just say we just all just met, like but we all know how to play cards. Yeah, we get to learn each other through cards, almost like okay, we get you. It's a, a human interaction, you know yeah. what I mean? That you didn't have before, like. But you're absolutely right because that comes with nerve and just being social. Yep. Honestly, I was the same way, like, and a lot of people don't believe it, but I was literally the same way. Y'all know the Nick, the um, fucking Troy Brown. Oh, you, on fucking Facebook. Yeah, nigga, that yeah, was like yeah. my best friend growing up. We Word. both went to Devonshire together. So me and him did everything Bad together. Niggas with the Devonshire. <laughs> yeah. So we. So yeah. Troy Cherry, all of them. Like we all grew up together. Yeah. Like so we like fresh. Rest in peace. Like we all grew up together. And even though I literally still lived over here, like I went to school up there. You know yeah. what I mean? Because my brother went to Little Mifflin, and then like my mom was like, "You ain't going there." So Bro, I went to Franklin. She like, "You ain't going there." So I went to Franklin, and then we was about to go to Mifflin High, and he ended up going to Northland. That's the only reason that I ended up going there. You know what I mean? He was a senior when I was a freshman. So like when I was a kid, like we did everything together. Pokemon right. Stadium niggas, just me and him. The right. Game right. Boy. Pokemon Stadium was the shit. Nintendo 64 was the greatest system yes. ever, bro. Ever. They they didn't have any bad games to me. No, that little that little like, expansion pack thing you put on the back was Pokemon Stadium. But like, they encouraged you to play their games with other people. That's yeah, what yeah. made it so lit. Let's see. That's I'm why like, PlayStation had a lot of solo games. Nintendo 64 had a lot of bring yeah. bring three friends and let's yeah. yeah. let's rumble. Yeah, don't be antisocial, nigga. Yeah, bro. Like, bring nah, some homies for this. You see somebody <laughs> playing, like walk over to them. Like that's why the Wii was so fun yeah, because it, it was competitive <laughs> in sports that we ain't competing with each other. In. My sister put but a on hole this in the tennis, wall nigga, tennis. I'm about to whoop your ass. My sister put a hole in the wall playing oh, tennis. That, sh- that shit was. She fun. was like. <laughs> I'm like, oh. You play it too hard, sis. <laughs> <laughs> There's warning labels for this kind you of play. Miss the fucking ball. What's going on? <laughs> but, like, as a child, bro, trading cards, it was me and him. Like, I had him, and I never wanted to grow outside of that because I had everything I fucking wanted. But when I got older and I was put in sports, put in shit that forced me to be social. It, it it was it was more important to me. It felt fun because I can still have what I have with him and be cool with other niggas. Yeah, you know what I mean. So honestly, I don't regret it. Like I don't, I don't Everybody, want to go back to being just you. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I don't want it to go. 
I love having people around, but you're right. It, it forces you to be better within yourself. Yeah, like, when I first started smoking, I'm like, nigga, I got to get this down like, so I can smoke with niggas. <laughs> I ain't about to be out here choking it high and passing out on one hit, nigga. Like, I got to hold my own in this motherfucker. Yeah, because you, you, you going right to the good shit. You, you were never like saying. Yeah. And that's what I say a lot about the new niggas because they younger. Like, mm-hmm. like, y'all searching for another high. That's why these niggas be doing perks and all this other shit, bro. Because you not getting the high like we got. We was able to go from Reggie to something else. Like, damn, man, maybe I need something a little bit better. And then you get that shit, and then you not smoking it all the time. That's what that's what made it special. Like, I remember buying $30 blunts, sitting in the fucking driveway, bro. Like, I've never had that. Dutch. I've we, never had that. $30, 30 I've smoked for free since I've been smoking. Like, and that shit, and that shit used yeah. to be fucking lit, bro. Like, but it's better for, and that's why I say too, it's better for me because it's controlled. Like, I'm not smoking because I have to. I take fasting from smoking, too. Like, I'll take a week that I don't smoke at all. And I can do that, nigga, because I've gone my whole life without fucking smoking. Mm -hmm. So I'm in control of it now. It never comes into my head like, oh, I want to get high. And the weed is like, come on, nigga. Like, let's go. Mm -hmm. I'm telling the weed, let's go, nigga. (laughs) I'm about to smoke you. You ain't smoking me, nigga. (laughs) I'm in control. If I say no you today, no you today. Like... You've always been like that. You know what I mean? But it helps because I can enjoy it more. That piece of cake is better when you wait to the end of the day eat that. When you eat it at breakfast, it's good, but you're going to hurt throughout the day. Absolutely. When I've been disciplined all day, I'm about to enjoy this motherfucker. That made me think about... I don't need no fork for this motherfucker right here. That made me think about what you said about the fucking water. Like, And I know this is just like a random post like you made. You like, see, now now I like appreciate things as a kid waiting until I was done with my food to have to drink my water because... You gonna be able to feel yourself kid. more, mm-hmm. but you gonna you gonna get filled more if you drink and why? Exactly eating, like, because I'm not I'm not conquering the world's much. fears. Yeah. I'm conquering my fears. Mm-hmm. I hated water as a kid, so now I discipline myself and I do water fast where I only drink fucking water. Does sports make you like water? Like like appreciate appreciate. It made that me made appreciate. You, it, yeah. made I I'm still hated water back like, then. As a kid, you can drink Coke and go hoop. <laughs> <laughs> So I didn't even need water back then. Then when Gatorade really blew up, I'm yeah. like, shit, everybody was drinking Gatorade all the time. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? We still didn't need water for real. Right. Mom would tell you go drink a glass of milk after playing outside. Nowadays, that seems fucking playing ridiculous. Playing football, they have like, <laughs> a big-ass water hose, basically, bro. Nah, we ain't had that in hoop. Bro, they have you dying like, they're like, we gonna kill you for real. Like Now, see, the only thing I think in hoop, you know, if you don't have a water bottle, all oh, y'all gotta light up at the fucking fountain for real, like it. Now, like, nigga, move, nigga. It's a, lot, <laughs> it's a fucking lot. But all that, all that shit is just made me realize. Like, I think we try to recreate who we are versus who we were, yeah. and I don't look at it like that no more. Like, I'm overcorrecting who I was, and because some shit is good and it can stay where it is. Like, some shit I did at ten, I want to still do that shit. That's, those are good things. Yeah. yeah. So like, I don't want to just shit. redefine myself. You know what I mean? It's not about that. It's about making like, 2.0, 3. It's about upgrading yourself. Absolutely. If I'm going to be a nigga that likes steak, I'm going to do it the best. I'm going to be eating Kobe beef and I'm going to be fucking, you know what I'm saying? I don't be telling people how to live, but if you live in, live your best. Exactly. You can have a skirt steak, nigga, and you can have the most expensive steak in the world. Which one you gonna fucking go I get? Wanna do this, bro. You can have some fifty, and you can have some pressure. <laughs> but see, the thing is, and what I've been not learning, but like 
uh, learning about the show, uh, the Wu Tang docu series, bro. Is, I ain't even started that yet, bro. Just, I and to, I ain't gonna, I, 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 I ain't gonna say to nothing. But, but I watched Killer's Mike the day it came out. Ben's watched that shit. The, the base I'm getting is, bro. Like, follow your dreams, bro. Like, yeah. some of those things just be ringing in your head, ringing yeah. in your head, ringing in your head. And even Ooh. when nobody believes you, uh-huh. somebody will believe you. Like, and, yeah. that, and they'll get them to believe you. So, like. Mm-hmm. They, of course, they didn't. They didn't want this nigga to get the beat machine and shit like that. They like this nigga want to buy a beat machine instead of be out here on the streets. Like that don't make no sense. Like right. we need money now. Like you know what I'm saying? Like he like well shit. This could get us money in the long run type mm-hmm. shit. Well, when you know shit get fucked up and then people come into town, it look like that shit can become possible. Right now, niggas start to change nah, their shit mentality. Different. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, but what that's I'm like that with everything in life, like. Mm-hmm. Wherever, and I literally, truly, honestly feel like this with everything. I have my things I'm still subjected to. That shit that's just naturally great. Like a Bernie Mac or something. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. He's just naturally great. I can understand why anybody would like him. Then when you start getting into the Kevin Hearts, it gets a little murky. Because there's a lot of people who don't like him. A lot of people like him. Then in between, people yeah, in who between. just don't care that he's alive. So with me, like majority of my life where I see the hair going, I go the opposite way. I feel like it's an easy decision for me because now I'm looking at all y'all's lives. Y'all are showing me the outcomes of going that way. So now I'm about to go this fucking way and just see what it is. I might like it. I might not. Who knows? You don't always leave to find something better. You exactly. leave to see what else is out there. Or you don't have to leave when everybody else leaves. Yeah, so don't have an opinion about doing something new because you don't know nothing about it. So how can you have an opinion about this side? That's typically where I where I, where I am at with a lot mm-hmm. of things because I want to either learn about it first mm-hmm. or or get the feel or get the feel for it. I don't like kind of like albums with music. Like a lot of people dropping in the first thing people, oh my god, this album was hard as. I'd be like, you know what? That's what's going to make me not listen to it right away. I agree. Right? Yeah. Because because you <laughs> no, throw agree. too much hype on it. And like, like you're just trying to use the name to like, make it big. Bro, but did y'all like, actually listen to it and exactly. think it's good? Like literally, or like, is this just your buddy from third grade who saved you a pudding cup that one time? Like, like what the fuck? <laughs> like exactly. We promote bro. anything we, now. Let's promote greatness. Exactly. Like honestly, how many albums that came out two months ago are you fucking listening to right now? None. And I hyped them bitches up. Like 20, 2019, 2018 was great years for music. Historical years, oh, in my man, opinion. Absolutely. A lot of people was putting out fucking this some hitters. Start, and this year started I don't out listen good. to none of that shit anymore. But, <laughs> but too, music, music, music is a very dangerous thing. Yeah, because it, 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 it comes and goes. And let me, let me explain to me why music is such a dangerous thing. Music is basically, if we really think about it, is a sped up way of reading a book. Like, it's a sped up way of getting someone's story. The reason music is so dangerous to me, because music is very important, it's attached to my emotions. I have a very strict, like, I create playlists. I have very strict music I listen to at certain points of my day in my life. I have to be in the mood to listen to shit. Yeah. Right now, like, I got, it's straight R&B. I have a few rap things that I listen to just to fuck with them. Like, the J. Cole and the 21 Savage. I listen to them just because I really fucking love those albums. I don't even know if you realize it, bro, but you working on frequencies, bro. Yeah, yeah. So now, so now music is so fucking dangerous, too, because... How y'all doing? It's like music. Music is so fucking dangerous too because I feel like music can influence them. You know what I mean? Welcome. This my sister. How you doing? Oh, look at this beauty. 
God. Are you guys recording already? Yeah, yeah. Just, yes, just appreciate it. No, that's fine. Just, we ain't even started the show yet, brother. <laughs> yeah, you guys are like, we're doing joint. Yeah, follow each other. Yeah, yeah, Nick yeah, Limbo. I just said Bingo. that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I saw you. At, he said, I know who you talk about because like, I was telling you. Because I guess y'all was looking too similar. I was wondering if you were eating chicken on 161. What the fuck? Yeah. memory, man. Yeah. And 161. And you were sitting like this by the door. I can't think of the restaurant though. You had your legs crossed. We're in a Roosters. Bar. Now they sell three dollar and fifty cent pitchers. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> across from Red Lobster. Everybody's across, across from Red Lobster. Yep. Wow. I was probably like Podunks or something. Right next to Podunks. Right next Fitzwillies. Correct. Fitzwillies. That's where I saw you. They just got that patio <laughs> out there. And their right. chicken is delicious. It was downtown, like a long time ago, man. Uh, you were either waiting on the bus or I was waiting on the bus, but you were crossing Broad Street. So I know your face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't remember you from elementary school or anything, but I know I remember you from my adult life. <laughs> so this ain't life. one of them situations. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so 